Welcome everyone, I'm Rambo and welcome to the Echoes of New Eden. Got a great episode for you today. I'll go over a couple game items, leadership expectations in the round table, and then we'll get into the interview I had with Damon Sell, and we talked about content creation and much more. Let's check it out. Not much going on this week. The weekly ban notice for last week came out. That was 51,909 accounts got banned. 86% of those banned accounts were for abnormal anomaly behavior. Nothing new in the patch notes as of right now. I'm sure those will release later this evening. So let's get to the roundtable segment. Welcome to the Eve Echoes Roundtable, the segment of the show we will discuss an Eve Echoes topic provided to us by a fan of the show, chosen at random. Are you guys ready? We are ready. This evening, we got my wife, Allie. I pressed the wrong button. You needed my Hello. <laughs> then we got E-Rock. Hello. Terp. Hello, hello. And then Rhino. What's up? All right, so... Time to draw for the topic. And the winner, and the winner is... is... All right. What are your expectations of corporation leadership? Oh, this could be a stinger. <laughs> Actually, and you know what? For once, Iraq, you're not at the top of the list. <laughs> so we'll start hey. with Allie. Expectations of corporation leadership. Well, I would first say, of course, to give support to their members in the corporation, to be a voice for the members within the alliance. So kind of really getting to have a close relationship with your members. So then that way, you know what your members are looking for. So if you know, plans change, you know, you need to move to a different alliance or the alliance is going a different direction or trying to figure out where to get your corp to be more involved. If you kind of know more of where your players feel about the game, what they feel about the corp, what they like to do, just just get to know them, basically, then you can have a better chance of being able to do what you know what the members want and be a representative for the corp. Iraq, you got something to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, uh, I think probably the most important stuff are basic corporate services. Um, so with that, you have ore, mineral, planetary buybacks, um, uh, which is important, especially when you're out in null. Um, you know, it provides the corp with uh, raw materials for production uh, to feed uh, ship replacement programs. Uh, to feed uh, market operations, just even, you know, selling ships to um, court members at, at reasonable rates. Um, but it also lets um, your court members, you know, earn ISK, uh, which is important. And so they don't have to run to JITA to sell all the stuff. I mean, they still can if they want better pricing. Uh, often there's a discount for 
um, on prices for those services. Um, so I think that's probably the most important one. Uh, aside from that, um, uh, yeah, so, so the buyback program, shoot replace program, really important uh, to help defend corporate assets and, and, and corporate space, uh, alliance space. Um, and then I think, you know, communication is probably the most important in terms of um, keeping everyone uh, mo- rowing in the same direction and, and, and knowing where your membership stands on issues um, and, and, and anything that you can, you know, do to help with membership uh, and, and events and, and things like that. And also communication for defensive operations and offensive operations. Um, so, I, you know, it's a, uh, so yeah, for me, it's, it's a combination of really providing the services that are needed for the corporation uh, and also the communication and, and then the camaraderie uh, that comes with that uh, of, of the player base. Um, and if any of those really suffer, um, you know, you could potentially have a corporation that falls apart, falls apart because of that. So I think that that's really important. And then, you know, the kind of layers on, you know, the communication, uh, there's a whole separate alliance layer um, that is integrated in with corporation, but it's kind of separate. And that's where communication is also more important uh, than, the, you know, the services on an alliance level, you know, which stuff gets used first, you know, do people use the corp services or alliance services? And it's got to have a really game plan for all that. So people aren't confused. It's kind of, you know, make it easier for people to understand and uh, things will go well. Right. So my expectations of corporation leadership and really this is the first time I've ever had to like deal with this type of stuff in a game. So I look at it as like my boss in my real life work job, like my real life job. You have to look up to these people. You have to have people that you would want to follow. And those people, it's like, what what expectations do you have of your boss? You know, they got to be dedicated. They have to know what they're doing. Um, they'd have to be able to answer all of your questions. If they can't answer your questions, then they know somebody who can. Um, they'll be, they'll stop and drop uh, whatever they're doing to help you. Uh, that that's kind of what I expect out of leadership, whether it be in a real life job or <laughs> in a corporation such as, a, you know, in, in a game like this. So, and coming from a leadership position in the corp, I, I try to mirror that as best as possible. So yeah, the human resources um, por- portion of it is, you know, you, you take in complaints, you try to make everybody happy um you steer the boat you know whichever direction that it needs to go uh you make kind of a uh, harder decisions whether it's good or bad um and i think a lot of people in the corp need to re- rely on that and then trust your judgment in that so the expectations i would say um number one is just the dedication and if you don't have dedicated leaders to be able to lead the corp you know, and they, they go off and they do their own things or uh, I, I suppose step away for a while and nobody ever hears from them, then you're kind of lost and you don't really, and the corpse seems lost in general. So without that upper leadership structure, then a corporation can't run. So I, I expect a lot out of leadership and I don't know, I, I guess it's just me. <laughs> 
no, you're no, you're right, and it's um, and it's especially important, especially the inter- interpersonal stuff, you know, about your boss, you know, your leader who you can trust and, and go to for things. Is in this game, you know, it's it's not like uh, it's your work. It's not like you know you're getting your income from this, and you're you're more tied to it because of that. But this is a game, and people. Uh, they vote with their feet, and if they're not happy with leadership, they have no problem moving somewhere else. Um, so it's uh, important to, for leadership to make themselves accessible and have uh, have a good pulse of what's going on with members, and um, you know, building a good rapport and, and camaraderie as a group, and it just really having a more more tighter knit group really just helps with that. Terp, what are your expectations? Yeah, so I guess I'm looking at just uh, from a slightly different lens. So, so the lifeblood of the corp is your players or pilots in this case. None of them are beholden to you. So you're trying to organize a group of volunteers, ask them to give up their time that they want to invest in their own personal objectives to be able to assist with the larger corp objectives. So you only have so many knobs and dials you can turn to make that happen. So, so the leaders have to set the culture of the corp. What are the expectations? What's the peer pressure? You know, maybe it's something as simple as we don't steal blue PI cans. Uh, if in doubt, you know, leave it alone. It's, it's that shaping and molding because that becomes the engine of the, of the growth and the health for the corp is everybody starting to kind of becoming a team and working together and sacrificing from their own personal objectives to achieve the bigger corp objectives. And then from the alliance standpoint, the lifeblood of the alliances are the corps. If you have unhealthy corps, then you have an unhealthy alliance. Or if you have a bunch of selfish corps, then you're going to end up with either a starved alliance or an alliance that rewards being selfish. Then there's the day-to-day stuff, right? The logistics and is conversion and or and buybacks and and all those things recruiting holy cow recruiting mm-hmm. I, i've only dabbled in it briefly in, in this game and I've, I've supported it in other games recruiting other volunteers super super hard it's the reason those positions burn out so fast especially in a game that may not necessarily be growing in new players it's growing and maybe a new alt but not necessarily new players coming into the game so my expectation is corporate leadership they got to set the tone for the culture, set the tone for volunteering and helping each other out. They're leading by example, and they're leading by being out in front. And more often than not, they're the ones that's leading the, the groups, they're leading the ops, and they're specifically finding that next generation of folks could go do it so they can hand it off so then they can go work on the next problem area. Rhino? Uh, pretty much just about everything's been touched on as far as it goes but um yeah pretty much you know biggest thing with the leadership is just making sure that they have clear communication uh transparency with the group uh to a point i mean group doesn't have to you know dabble in every little thing that's going on but at the same time um you know the leaders that are there need to make sure that they have other leaders or officers or however they wish to delegate um in positions for redundancy in case people do step away from the game, whether it be permanently, whether it be switching corps, whether it be just taking a break. Some of the biggest things are, is, you know, like when, once a goal is gone and the leaders aren't really there to help 
select whatever your next goal is, whether it be an industry-based corp or PVE or PVP or whatever you base it on. You know, once once there isn't a goal or something there, it's very hard to keep some of the more casual players interested without knowing where the direction is or knowing uh, where, where the ISK or the next mission or wherever that's coming from. And uh, it definitely falls on the shoulders of the leadership to make sure that uh, there is some sort of goal in, in mind in sight, whether it be expansion or what have you. All right. Faith and trust, right? So, so one of those two, you can only go at the speed of trust. And you have to have faith and leadership, which ties like that, that communications. You just got to be able to clearly communicate. And I don't think they have to focus so much on keeping people happy, but they do need to be honest and need to be transparent. And there needs to be an accountability to that by you know, the leaders holding themselves accountable to each other, not the corporate members holding the leadership accountable. Because it's very easy to hold them accountable. You leave <laughs> if you don't agree with what you're doing. Right. But all it takes is, is one leader being slightly out of sync uh, or maybe in a spot where they get stuck, you know, maybe, maybe they're not the world's best communicator, but they're the ones that got stuck with it because everyone else is busy. That's mm-hmm. the that's that's the hard trick, and it's it's all a juggling act. Yeah, managing managing burnout is rough um, because people are. Uh, you need to make sure you're using the strong suits of each of your leaders, and uh, when other people have to step in and do a certain role that maybe they're not inclined to do or don't enjoy as much, uh, you know, they get burned out even quicker that way. And so, really, uh, I do think that having multiple people, you know, being involved in decision making, and and being involved in in, in certain uh, endeavors, and it was uh, cross trained, if you will. Uh, the knowing you know what's going on in these areas, even if they're not being the primary person, so they can step in and and, and help and maybe take over that if somebody else has is really busy in real life and and, and can't work in those areas, right? Um, that that's really important, um, and it's it, it, it's hard to do, uh, especially as you know because you're like, gosh, I feel like I'm doing all this other stuff. Why do I need to go do this when somebody else is doing this? It's like, well, you know, it helps when people can just you know step in because it's burnout is a, is a regular thing. Uh, as with any game, um, you know, and this is, you know, your leaders are giving a lot of their personal free time to do uh, certain things, a lot of like project planning and other stuff that is not, you know, immediately apparent inside the game. Um, you know, especially, you know, Eve is known for, you know, spreadsheets in space. And if you're doing a lot of production stuff, you know, you're doing a lot of spreadsheets. Um, or if you're just trying to find, you know, best areas for planetary or if you're trying to scout for new space you know for your future home you know what be it you're often got spreadsheets going um so you're doing a lot or you're you're managing people in discord you know there are are discord warriors out there um so it's managing all that and 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 not getting burned out yourself in the process is it can be rough and so it's just important to have redundancies and positions for other people to step in uh if you or somebody else you know can't meet those needs Right. And yeah, that's just corporation leadership, not to mention alliance leadership, too, has even more of the duties. And uh, <clears throat> and of course, you know, they see if a corp is struggling, they see it, they, whether it be in buyback, uh, if they're an industrial corp or if they're a PVP corp and they're barely making CTAs, the alliance sees that. I don't really have much else much else to add to that though, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with the alliance yeah. stuff, I think another kind of array with that is um, 
the if you are an executor corp of an alliance managing you know how you know who's in charge of alliance level stuff versus corp related stuff because if your main leaders are in charge at the alliance level your your corp stuff is going to suffer right um, you know and so you need to have you know other people stepping in and fill those roles to make sure that um you know your corp members are, are still you know getting served the best you can but i like the point that you had about cross training and though even though everybody is cross trained one person may not be as readily available as other people but those other people take it upon themselves to be able to um, take care of things you know sooner than later then ultimately they can get burned out because basically they take care of everything right because nobody else gets to it so that's one thing i could kind of see it as an issue in the in, in uh cross training but at the same time if they're not cross trained and then the person that's dedicated to that can get burnt out regardless because <laughs> so yeah <laughs> well and, and the reason why i think cross training is important is it's kind of like in, in just in business and in the real world is you know if if you don't have people cross trained then when someone who is doing that role leaves then you're not going to be able to provide that service or you're going to be able to be providing that service to your customers or to your court members and, and reduce capacity. And there is definitely like for certain people who rely on, you know, or buyback services for income or, um, and, and whatnot, or even PVP guys, like if you can't get a, an SRP ship out in a reasonable amount of time because they, you know, had a loss, you know, they're not going to be able to go out fighting again until they get, get a replacement ship. And so they're going to be asking themselves, well, why the hell am I in this corp? if I can't even get these basic services. Um, so for certain people, those, you know, that's why I was really harping on services to begin with is to me, like there's a lot of people who, if, you know, what's the point of being the corp, if you can't get that and then they're, then the layered on top of that is all the other social aspects um, that are, that are important. Well, okay. that concludes it for this week's round table chat. Thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for another topic. See Hey, this is Damon Zell from Echoes of the Front, and you're listening to Echoes of New Eden Podcast with Rambo. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden, my lair. How are you doing, Damon Zell? I'm good. I'm good today. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It's, uh, you know, this is the first time that I've actually had a content creator on my show. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you play the game, right? So I think you're pretty eligible to, uh, interview. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> one of those content creators that actually plays on the live server. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. Uh, not much. Um, uh, I started playing in the beta. Uh, that's where I ran into, uh, a bunch of the guys, uh, that formed, atlas who was the executor corporation of terran federation which basically in the beginning of the game took over fountain and ruled fountain with fist since then i you know during the fountain wars which was the the height i find of the uh, propaganda <laughs> wars from uh from reddit uh we basically just been bouncing around until we found a home uh in og currently and that's uh that's where we're residing except uh, i atlas um unfortunately went 
is is defunct. It, it it's no more. So I actually merged into Evo One or Evolution X, uh, which left Terran Federation with us. So that's where you're at now, then. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting with OG out in Wicked Creek currently, and uh, people can actually find me if in game at night if you want to come hunting. It you'll see me during yeah. fleet battles and you know roams and everything else. <laughs> I I've, trust me, I've I've I, when I go, I actually go solo hunting, and the funny thing is when I when I do go solo hunting, it's hard to do that because <laughs> I as soon as I enter a system, I get Reds PMing me or, or whatever, and be like, oh Damon, like, we love your show, you know it's great, and I'm like. Guys, you're being nice to me. I'm here to kill you, and now I can't kill you because you're right. being nice to me. Yes, in-game celebrities. Yeah, it. Well, I, I, I suppose you get a lot of people recognize your name because it's that. Yeah, that's just what you use in uh, in your uh, content creation and your videos, and then your in-game name is the same. So there's only one Damon Zell, well, unless you have doppelgangers, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it, as you mentioned it in all your recent videos, your your son. So uh, how's he doing? How's the little one? Uh, he's doing a lot better now. Uh, my wife and I we had a scare last week. Uh, we're between five and six days. Uh, our son would just throw up basically an entire bottle right after feeding, right during feeding, and it was every day for a period of five and six days. And we we took him to the doctor, and then you know obviously then took him to the hospital and uh, we were worried that it was uh pyloric stenensis which is a uh problem with the stomach sphincter um and the only way to correct it is with surgery so we, we really want didn't want him to have a yet another surgery mm -hmm. but uh you know it, it's it didn't it turned out it wasn't that uh we got home basically he's still in the same high calorie formula but what we've been doing is uh pausing between so if he's taking four ounces we would have him suck down two ounces then pause you know wait um usually between five to ten minutes and then give him the rest of the and uh that, that seems to be doing the trick he's only thrown up uh twice well, <laughs> yeah then, well much the, better the last week and a half so yeah my little girl was the same way when she was uh, a few weeks up actually up to about three months she was spitting up um a lot and it was causing a growth stunt like uh like she was in the 10th percentile uh she you know she wasn't gaining weight she went 30 days without gaining a pound because she was spitting up so much and so we had to change her diet and you know uh make sure that she's keeping it all down um that way she can uh gain weight and uh that she did so now she's uh, a lot better now now she's uh, almost 10 months old so it's uh just one of those phases you have to take it you know as it as it hits you so hope for the best for that little guy it's cute yeah he's a fighter he's a fighter he's you know he, he's well yeah because he's he usually throws hands sometimes we're afraid to get him so he's a fighter but um but yeah yeah he's he's doing he's doing good now is he affecting your gameplay at all no not so much my gameplay um and the reason being is i usually my gameplay is actually usually 100% when, which is very odd. Um, but is when when I work an overnight is when, when I'm at, at work. work. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I my job allows me to, I'm allowed to be on the computer or basically on my phone, uh, to play the game while I'm at work. It's an overnight shift. Uh, I work on a 
uh, on a highway for uh, for the Turnpike Authority, and my area is just very low traffic during the overnight. So it allows me to actually to get on the game and and play while I'm working. Nice. I usually try to to not do any big fleet actions or CTAs uh, during the day. This way, I can spend more time with my family and uh, you know work on the show. And... Cool. So you you said that you you played the beta. How did you get into Eve Echoes? I got into Eve Echoes because I played Eve Online for a long time. I've, I've actually been away from Eve Echoes. I would say for the last seven eight years. I mean Eve Online. When I learned. Yeah, Eve Online. Yeah, Eve Online. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, when I found out that you know they were having a, a mobile version come out, um, I was like, oh, I'm I'm definitely doing this. You know, everyone's gonna be starting on a level playing field. You know, you, you don't have to worry about skill injectors. You won't have to worry about you know coming in when someone else when everyone else is has all these skills. And that's that's what happened when I came into Eve Online. Um, you know, like all the people I played with, they were higher-ups and i was just this one known dude that didn't know what he was doing skill-wise or you know so i was always playing tackle and you know i until your your skill is elevated but uh i what alerted to me was the the fact that it was it was just everything was going to be fresh the no block situation is going to be fresh and evolving uh not stagnant like it is right now in eve online so and that that's what was what drew me in uh currently i was i think the only game i was playing on the phone was uh, Marvel Strike Force, and I was like, "Well, this is this is a lot more, you know, a lot more fun, <laughs> especially if they're bringing everything from Eve Online over into Eve Echoes." Right. Maybe not everything, but a lot of the. Well, not everything. I, I mean, obviously, no one wants you know, the the Titan Blob, but uh, unfortunately, they will be bringing those in. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The, we'll see about those in August. Yeah. Oh, I already have a question out to the devs. I'm waiting for them to answer in the uh, the senior content creator section. I'm like, you know, during their last Q&A, they actually posted uh, that they want the – they're coming out with Dreadnoughts first, and then they will be bringing out Auxiliary Force as well as Titans, you know, down the line. But they want the Dreadnoughts to feel different. So my question is like, well, how do you want them to feel different? You know, do you want them to feel different than EVE Online's purpose? Do you want them to feel different than flying the, the ships that you have in the game, like where you're, it's more epic because you're now in a capital ship? Like, I was confused by their statement, and I'm still, you know, waiting for an answer. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to play the waiting game and see what uh, what happens to it when they come out. So It's, definitely, uh, it's always how it is, is the waiting game. Yeah. So uh, what made you decide to start a YouTube channel and become a content creator? Uh, it was actually Sovereign, to tell you the truth. I started talking to Sov um, back in the beta, and he was playing since the alpha. And uh, I started watching some of his videos, and I'm like, you know, I, could, I, I think I, I could do this. And when I was playing EVE Online, I was always fascinated and was an avid um, uh, consumer of the Matani's news network. The, you know, from going, he would always put out, you know, this is what's going on in in the no block situation, and here's these big wars that are happening, and I wanted to be somewhat like that. You know, I wanted to have an outlet that people can go to and be like, well, you know, I don't play in no, what's happening out there? You know, what 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 big entities are ruling? 
you know, what territories, who's fighting currently. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. That's why I named it, you know, Echoes from the Front. So I figured, you know, it's like the front lines of war. And, uh, you know, th- this is what's going on out in Null. And that's why there's a, a massive, during my, my show, there's like, what I think most people come to is for the community news section to see exactly what's going on and what, you know, weird things are happening with all these coalitions and alliances. Right. Yeah. Not for, for me personally, uh, when you go over like the game announcements and stuff, I'm like, okay, I know this, I know this, I know this, but I, I think the, the real, uh, yeah, the meat of it for me is what's going on between so-and-so alliance versus so-and-so alliance, you know, what, what's going on with this dispute or what, is this new dispute I've never heard of? And I want to look more into that and, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's what I find interesting about your show. Yeah. And then I would do, you know, just community news. And I think I, I want to try that. I think I just tried doing a few shows that were just patch notes and then the community news. And it was like, you know, it's just a lot of work. I'll just throw it all together. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, if, if I'm calling it a new show, you know, that is the news of what's happening each week. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just throw that little blurb in there along with, you know, how is Plex doing this week? And, you know, just the little tidbits in the beginning, and then we get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Right. Yeah. Well, do you like doing this? You know, I suppose, you know, some content creators probably get a little bored of doing this stuff every week, but what about you? I, it's a it's a love and hate relationship, really. I love doing it. I, I do have a lot of fun doing it. I, I love finding out everything that's going on in Null. Um, obviously, I do find out stuff that's OPSEC, and obviously I, I tell people for you know you could come to me tell me the story but you know if you say you know this is what happened at this point but you know cut this out this is opsec i'm like okay well we'll just run the story of you know the other section and i try to balance every story with all right these people came to me and talked about that so okay let me go let me try to reach out and talk to those people and get their side of the same story you know and this way i wouldn't come off as you know i'm just propagating some someone's lie right um but the the love hate relationship is i I love doing the show i hate writing the script (laughs) (laughs) right it's i i hate it i hate it with a passion it's just sitting there like i could be playing right now i could be doing a roam but no i gotta write this story yeah uh but yeah that's that's the that's the only thing but i i enjoy bringing it and i know i'm surprised and uh, people wonder why i am but i am so surprised that people watch my show that i actually have um like three thousand plus subscribers yeah people wanting to see, see what's going on um that took me much time. i didn't even think when i did the first couple of shows i was like this isn't gonna take off you know i'm i'm not gonna get those numbers and then things just skyrocket i think it it was after the third episode actually when um joseph put it out on social media and that's when uh the the uh the goon split happened uh the whole heist with valador and then you had the you had the whole split of goon uh goon federation to three different entities and they were all vying for power of no we're the real goons no no we're the real goons <laughs> so who's the real goon but, uh, yeah so that that's actually what once what actually i think pushed me to the forefront um and that was the the really you know that was the show that really hit the big numbers and then since then it's just i've been hitting constantly over two thousand views you know each week per video yeah nice and nobody else is really i don't think anybody else is really hitting that 
it, at least with any of the uh, other content creators, they just have uh, either ship fit videos or battle scenes, right? Yeah, I mean that's and that's why I also wanted to do this too. And it was something different than everyone else is doing. You know, I I I tried my hand at doing a tutorial, and it was shit. <laughs> I, mean, I did two <laughs> tutorial videos, and they were garbage. People liked them, but they were garbage. Um, and it, it's just it didn't click with me. Um, so it was like you know let me let me let me do this. Let me see what gossip I can find, what what sources I can cultivate, uh, and get that information out to people. And that's really what took off. Um, I do get. I mean, I I get jealous sometimes. I see I see, you know, Benzi and Gilforte doing these uh these fit shows and and you know this. Look at these new functions, and we're gonna spend forty minutes talking about this new thing. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. You know, I could, but it would it would just it would just be a pale imitation of of what they're doing. Right. Um. So, but yeah, it's uh, and, and that's the thing. Like with the with the news, it's it's pretty much straightforward. It's trying to be you know walk that fine line of uh truth and unbiased. Um. And you know, trying not to piss everyone off, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and that was and that was the other thing because I know Sovereign even tried doing the news for a while, and, and I was like, okay, you know, you're doing the news, I'm doing the news. I talked to him about it. I'm like, like, do you want you, you know, I'll start featuring your bits at the end of my show this way because he was doing like these quick hits, and he stopped doing it because of all the hate he was getting from I think Genesis pilots and other pilots, and he basically he got badgered into stop doing it, and. He even said to me, he's like, you know, you keep doing this. Why do you keep doing this? I'm like, I, I just have a don't give a fuck attitude. I don't care. <laughs> People can be mad at me, be mad at me, but this is, you know, I'm still going to put it out there. I just, you know, you can say what you want. I'm, you're not going to deter, uh, deter me from getting it out there. And I think that's what kind of resonated with a lot of people. Right. Well, we, uh, yeah, we have more to come up. We'll, we'll talk about some of this biasness here later in the show, but, uh, Going back, I, you did mention senior content creator. What is the benefit of being a senior content creator? Well, first of all, to answer this, uh, so when did you start? So you started creating content in what, say August or slightly the before? First week of the first week of the game launch. This is my first show. So then, what does it so take I to have be a show? Sorry, be a senior content creator. Yeah, yeah. Um. As Joseph said it to me, uh, because that's that's who ultimately has the decision. Uh, I can see if I actually pull up the conversation I have with him from back then. But basically, what it is, um, you have to have solid numbers, uh, uh, a subscriber base that keeps climbing, um, a community backing, as well as uh, I guess a quality prof, uh, you know, product putting out there. Basically, they want to make the they make the senior content creators based on you know, how much views you're getting, how much of the game you're pushing out there uh, for people, basically, you know, promoting the game itself. Okay. Hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was just like a time, like, a, oh, you've been creating content for eight months. Here's a senior content well, that's, creator. That's a, that's, that's a part of it too. But there's still people that have been um, putting the work in, Um you know, since Alpha, since before me, that aren't senior content creators. But then again, you, you also have, uh, you know, they've covered content creators, not just videos, but we also have, you know, guys that do tools, spreadsheets, um, 
everything like that. But yeah, mm -hmm. that that was the ultimate in the decision because Sovereign actually recommended me to become a, a senior content creator. And uh, like Z God, Z God actually just became a, a senior content creator, I think, within the last month. And he's been doing this since since pre alpha. Wow. Needless to say, I have a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's as like I said, if, if, with the steady climb and, and the rise of it, that's that's basically what they look for. They, they look to see exactly how fast everything is moving uh, with your channel and uh, they go from there. I've actually had conversation with with Joseph actually contacting me like, hey, I'm just curious, what's going on with the political aspect of you know what's going on in this area? And you know, I'm like, okay, well, sit down, let me uh, let me tell you what's going on. Right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the benefits though, I mean, there are actual benefits to becoming a senior content creator. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I I just found the conversation with me doing it with him. Um. But yeah, that's that's what they're looking for, and they want quality. So that was one of the things he said. He said I had to bump up my audio, which, yeah, my audio audio still isn't the best in the world, but uh, <laughs> I manage. Uh, as soon as I get a, I'm gonna get a new device, uh, probably in November, along with a tablet, and that that'll make things a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, the benefits of it is, you they allow the senior content creators to give away four free omega combos a month so hmm. each week that you're putting out uh you know information uh you're allowed to give away for prizes and i think they're just going to start opening that up to regular content creators too i saw that that message in the regular content channel uh earlier this week sweet i um, could start holding some contests is, yeah yeah exactly and one of the other benefits is we get information uh a little bit earlier um which and and this and i hate to say it like this but this is why i think this is another reason why people come to my show is because they keep me on as an official content creator even though i bash them a bunch of times <laughs> and that's because I'm, I'm i don't hold punches like i'll call them out on 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 stuff that they're doing what i meant by that is uh we ask for information and you've seen it in the con you've seen it in the writer content uh channel we ask for information and it's like a drought it's like pulling teeth to get info so that when we do get that info the senior content creators actually get it just a little bit before the regular content creators right like um we got the scanning information a day before you guys got it that's how ben benzi got his video up i think within like 40 minutes of getting the information 40 <laughs> maybe, maybe an hour or so benzi's good like that i mean yeah. like, props to props to benzi like and I know he's got a lot of haters out there, and and I joke around with him, memes, you know, I I borderline joke around with it, but you know, you can't deny what he does. He churns out uh, the videos. I, I know a lot of people don't, you know, like his fits or whatever, but the thing is, he's doing it. You know, he is putting it out there. Uh, but yeah, we we get the information just like a little bit a little bit earlier than you guys, and I I think that's always been the case. I don't know. We haven't really had any other special things in the senior area it just gives you another chat room on the discord to talk to uh the senior content creators as opposed to talking to everyone right um but basically the information that we learned there we share with the other channel anyway is uh is joseph more chatty in that one because every time i message him i i get crickets no dude uh trust me it's not just you <laughs> um i've asked questions a bunch of times and they are usually ignored 
and that's probably because of you know how i i bash them sometimes uh to be honest but uh but yeah that's it's that's just a thing too it's it's it is crickets like it's it really is pulling teeth to get the information we get to get it out to people um the the even the uh like i said the the fulmination server the senior content creators got the same time the regular content creators got it i think i've spent all of an hour on it since its launch months ago Mm -hmm. um (laughs) because i just i just don't do things in there um if i'm gonna play the game i'd rather just do it on live um i don't make fake videos so i don't have to test out the new things right Um, i just and with the baby and everything else i just don't have the time yeah, plus like some of the but, stuff uh, that I want to test, I I need multiple people for it, and so it's like, who am I going to contact to help me test something? <laughs> so yeah, it's just not enough people on there to really do stuff like well, that. I, tr- I tried doing something like that a couple months ago, back in uh, I think around December, November. I wanted to do a uh, a CC tournament. You know what I mean? Have everyone on the Fulmination server just have a tournament you know fighting which content creator will get the top marks for you know the uh for the fight and uh i figured it could be an annual thing i thought it was a great idea but then you know things with the my my wife's health was turning with the baby because it was a very high-risk pregnancy and you know things with the job i just i didn't have the time to follow through with it so it kind of just fell by the wayside um but yeah i mean a lot of people would be interested in that i mean if you would run something like that dude i'm pretty sure a lot of people would jump on board with that well, I know um, elementary gaming, <laughs> El- elementary gaming was doing that, and uh, I guess mm-hmm. appeared on a couple of his episodes for that. And uh, ultimately, he ended up going and uh, going to another game and doing content creation for that game. But uh, he yeah. had about ten or twelve content creators um, on his show doing ship fits and uh, you know, doing a tournament style type PvP in 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 uh in fulmination so i got to star in a couple of those episodes and then uh, time frames are a little bit difficult for me at times mm-hmm. yeah same here it's like everyone's on a different schedule so it's kind of hard to link up with everybody yeah well, um, you're playing with people around the world i mean if he's in south yeah. africa and then we had havoc and you know he's in the u.s but uh we had another cc he was in uh, uk and you know just trying to get everybody together is a bit rough so yeah and it's a shame that we lost so many content creators and yeah it's no fault the only it's the name of the game you know if those full-time those full-time content creators uh such as element and uh, uh a few of the others they they go where the views are if you know viewership is declining on on these videos that's they'll just move to another game that's why rev from revs readers uh revs ravers uh reavers <laughs> anyway his pirate <laughs> outfit, you know, he came from uh, Star Trek Online, um, that mobile game, and he came over to this game, and his viewership declined, and he's a full-time content creator. You know, that's his job. Uh, so he he basically shifted all, you know, views. He dropped Echoes after several months and then just moved right back to Star Trek because that's where he was making his money. That's where his uh, his viewer base was. And it's it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. And you know, and it's cyclical. Like we'll get we, we have player decline right now, but as soon as they release the new content patch with scanning, I'm pretty sure a bunch of people are gonna come back and try it out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, drop back off again until something new comes back and we'll get more people back. 
but you know you don't really see a lot of advertisement for the game it's kind of word of mouth it's it's a niche game and uh yeah that's pretty much uh that's pretty much how it, how it rolls right now so yeah we gotta naturally kind of keep we got you gotta kind of keep the content creators we have uh so we can just try to perpetuate the game that's why we're we're after the uh that's why we're after the devs so much to give us information so we can hype up the game you know to try and get that player base You got a new series coming out with other content creators. Explain what that's going to be about. oh yeah that's uh it's it's gonna be a new series called pod sessions so it's a riff on a like a podcast but it's gonna be on it's gonna be on the channel and it's gonna feature um content creators uh known people throughout the community you know alliance leaders kind of like kind of like how how you do yours but it's it's not an interview at all it's basically all it is is it's two people coming online they you know we have not even a, a script it's completely unscripted uncensored it's one topic say we pick up okay let's talk balancing and we're gonna see where it goes we're gonna see where it takes us uh it, it could start up balancing and it could end off with you know what happened in the war six months ago <laughs> we don't know but that's that's basically the premise of the show it's just basically you know two people coming together and and just talking and seeing where it leads Yeah, I think that'll be cool. That uh, and similarly, if you remember back when in season one of Echoes of New Eden with Joni, <laughs> we had a uh, we had a series called Pilot Talk that we did a number of episodes for, and that was basically what that was. It was just uh, we we see who we can get to sit down and just have a chat. No real big topic. If if they had something to educate us about, sure. Uh, but it was just a uh, a lot of BSing and just uh, having fun. Did I Yes, lose you? uh, basically Okay. the same. No, I'm I'm here. Sorry, that's the that's basically the same premise. Uh, yeah, that's when you had the the FCs on, so like that that was a great series. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just basically picking each other's brains. Like, like we would get on, like I'd have you on the show and be like, okay, let's let's pick one topic and we'll go from there. Let's talk about you know, let's talk about the devs, and then we'll see where see where Yeah. it brings us. You know. Yeah, I'll talk forever. I could talk for hours. Oh, I I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same <laughs> so, here. People yell at me, I don't shut up on comms. yeah, yeah, exactly. So in this uh this recent meme contest, you you stated it in your video that you placed what third? That's a Third pretty good place, payout yeah. for for third place. One point five bill. Yes, and eventually when if I ever get it, um <laughs> That's not a slight at Karen or anything like that, but because I know they're still working on it. But yeah, it's a, I, I'm eternally poor in the game, so that that 1.5 bill will go a long way, um, Wow, especially that'll if we, that'll buy you half a Macriel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I'm looking to buy. I'm looking to eventually Actually, run, let you me know, correct a Macario. myself. I think it'll buy you half of the blueprint. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I think the maybe mocks are going like yeah, six some of the plus. debris, Yeah. some of the debris, which is you know. <laughs> The only thing good coming out of Angel Space these days. right. <laughs> Well, that's cool. but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it was a good contest. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think the contest was more fun during the week because um, it was just the contest itself was a meme with, with the way Karen was just uh, pinging at everyone every single day, multiple times a day. Right. Just basically cracking the whip and like, I want More some good memes, memes. more memes, These more all memes. suck. <laughs> Right. I think it lasted, I think it was too long. 
the yeah the time frame that he had it was something like 10 days like holy Uh, smokes seven days it was uh from sunday to sunday yeah still and after you know it was it was good for first few days and then all of a sudden it's just like okay what are we what what are we gonna talk about now like we memed everything you know either stirring shit or making fun of people or uh, whatever propaganda is going around or did go around i mean there's a meme for it and it was posted probably so i mean toward the end of it 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 was like yeah it actually perpetuated the uh, the conversation, you know, good memeing versus cancel culture because, you know, like, oh, I hate to say it like that, but you know, Benzie is a popular target uh, for memes and whatnot, and just the toxic conversations I came from some of those memes was just unbelievable. Oh, that's right, uh, you did future, show those in your show. Yeah, in the comments I mean, in the future. In in the future, I would say that, you know, they should run it um, less. You know what I mean? Uh, they should uh, less days. Mm-hmm. Maybe four days would be good. I think. Yeah, it's n- not too Sorry, long. I got a. Okay. I got a. I got an inter- interceptor trying to get one of my retrievers here. <laughs> ah, and I'm out. Uh, however, the the blue that was there is probably going to die. Okay, but I'm I'm safe. That's <laughs> all that matters. Yeah, you know, <laughs> my ships are okay. Yeah, I I think uh, four days is probably a good amount of time. It's not too yeah, terribly long. You still have a couple days of fresh memes, and then not everybody's bored after, you know, so many days. So, yeah, you and then you'll have you'll have at least uh, a solid crew. Um, you know, solid solid four days. So you may not be able to put something in first first two days, but you know, at least you don't have to wait another six days. Right. So I want to do, uh, I want to turn the tide here and I was going to ask you how you do your news and research. Is it a lot of bugging people? Do you have to annoy a lot of people to get the answers you want or get a answer? In the beginning, it was actually. In the beginning, it was just basically cultivating relationships with everyone throughout New Eden. Um, yeah, at first it was uh, building relationships with uh, everyone throughout the game. Uh, Genesis, I talked to Kerensky, Mamasaurus Rex. Uh, talk to a few line pilots. Same with every other alliance out there. Um, and then eventually just got to the point where I would just beat them down <laughs> with questions. And then they like people like this new show. And then I would just get people just hitting me up with anonymous sources. Hey, you know, did you hear about this? What this happened? Oh, okay. Well, let me go. Let me go dig into it. And then there, you know, with some of the bigger alliances, there have been some whistleblowers with some big stories. Um, like uh the i sat on that honk story for like six months since november um the mm. one where they got the medal right uh because of the duping and that was asked to me because i even ran, ran that past the devs uh you know this is the story that came to me like yes we, can you not run this right now until we get everything worked out so and that's why that that story ran like six months late but i'll do that for for people you know stuff like I, I want everyone to feel that comfortable with coming to me with information i'm not going to blow opsec or security uh, so i'm not i don't have spies unfortunately I, i've actually talked to evil darkness a bunch of times saying i would like to have you know be a spy but unfortunately my voice is a little bit well known so they'll know it's me on voice comms right off the bat nice. um and uh slippy slappy is the the head spy but uh yeah I, I, but but uh but yeah that's that's basically how i get my news now is uh i'll 
find uh, pilots that'll come tell me, or, or I'll find stuff, you know, propaganda-wise, uh, post on Reddit, and then I'll go through the the comments where people were defending or or propagating whatever, and then I'll just dig into that story and see if what you know what actually happened. Um, other times, other content creators will have like big fights, like Tahini. Uh, he he sends me videos each week of their fights, uh, so I'll put those up there. But that's basically what it is. I mean, you, it's just it's hard work in the beginning, but then after a while, it's people actually just come to you with the new stories. And unfortunately, and, with the new patch, with the balancing, and and now everyone's waiting for scanning. It's like this week currently, it's it's a it's a slow news cycle because uh, everyone's just you know retrying the new modules. Everyone's trying to farm to get these burst, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the burst modules, and then try them out. And and people are rechanging up their fleets to see exactly which composition works best. So there's not really a lot happening. I mean, uh, currently, the only thing I know is uh, there's a warp citadel. That got blown up today, and it was killed by warp. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Pantheon was coming into OG space. Uh, they took a shield timer. Um, there are two hull timers uh, for this weekend, so we'll see exactly what happens with those if uh, they're able to save those those citadels or not. Um, but other than that, there's not really a lot of uh, of uh, other news stories, big news stories that's uh, really, really hitting. Right. You, you, you even see that through the through through the Reddit threads when there's a lot of Reddit threads of people just discussing the new mechanics or you know or you know asking questions. You know, there's nothing really going out out no because there's there's no propaganda storm mm-hmm. you know flying around. I mean, aside from the Southern War, what really else is going on? <laughs> you got the war in the really north. Nothing, but I mean, because it's pretty quiet. The war there. in the north is is pretty much over. Fireflies, is they're not they're not dead, but they're laying low. Um, but they, I don't believe they have any more citadels up there. So, uh, Silent Alliance or Silent Federation now, because you know they they have their their own coalition in the north, basically secured peace in the north. Uh, they moved Triple V out. Fireflies are dead. Um, PIBC they pushed out. Uh, so basically, it's very quiet up there. So they're enjoying the peaceful life going on. Uh, however, they are having some issues with no, because I, I know uh, Fish and Tahini are hitting them um, for fun. I don't think they're on any contract, but they're for fun. And I've, I've said it before, I know Silent Alliance is, they're neutral with Pantheon, but they are blue with, with Genesis. If, now that they don't have anything keeping them in the North, if they decide to move South and help genesis and pantheon against the content coalition it's asking me a hard uh asking me a hard win right there because you got these three huge entities now mm-hmm. bearing down on them yeah until it seems like they'd have to bend the knee yeah <laughs> and that's what you know, a lot of people said to me too is like um i, I think we're going to talk about it in another segment but like how do i balance that you know with like with terran federation I, when I was in Terran Federation, well, how was I not skewing the news, you know, in that favor? And I, from the beginning when I made the channel, I told the corporation CEO as well as the alliance CEO, is like, listen, I'm, it's, I have my personal feelings about everything, um, but uh, I'm not going to hold back. If we, if we screw up, it's going to be broadcast. You know, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to hide the truth. Uh, if we do a victory. I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. And and I have done that in the past. Like when Terran Federation has grown up when, you know, and I lovingly go because I was, 
that was like my first big love in the game. Um, you know, I put it out there. I, you know, and that's where the whole bias comes in, where people, if there's bad stories or there's a reasoning behind a story that people don't like, they call it bias. Like the whole, uh, I can give an example, the Spice Factory. That was Dune's uh, outpost before Citadels came into the game. Was killed up in I think it was was it seven bix, might have been. Uh, but it was up in Fountain, and that got killed. And then another outpost in the same system, by Dune the following day also got killed, and and I, I I broadcast that that it was a screw up, and because it was one player from Dune, who decided he wanted to put an outpost up, and I guess didn't know what was going on in the area. And he got it destroyed. And that's why there was no defense on it either, because, yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> he put the Citadel up. But, uh, but yeah, when you're, doing, when you're doing a story against somebody, those people are saying that you're biased. If you're doing a story that's not, then it's, it's – that's why I just I, – I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I put it out there. It, I'm not – I'm – you know, I, I don't think I'm biased. I know a lot of people feel unbiased at, at certain points, but like, what are you going to do? You know, right. at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Yeah, it, it's not intentional. You you're given info to report on, and you know, you, for for all you know, it could have been false. And unless you dig, you know, you dig and uh, you you actually confirm some of the things that are going on around, then then you don't know if it's true or not. So, but that you know, could people be feeding you false info just to stir some shit it could be possible and yeah, then uh, and get you in trouble that's why i'm such a it's why i'm such a big proponent of uh trying to get the api kill board the you know the what eve online has out there for the game this way every death is recorded every death is every battle is recorded you can see exactly what got destroyed who won the fight what what happened it's right there in fact you don't have to wait for someone to post a kill mail or if they have a loss mail and they don't feel like putting it up because, you know, they're embarrassed by their loss. So your numbers at that point will be true. Today, yeah, we have the kill bot, but, you know, you're still relying on each player to post their kill mail or their loss mail. So it's everything, all, all numbers have to be taken with a grain of salt. Right. So we'll get, uh, we'll get into the next segment here. Separating content creation from your corporate alliance roles to... Does your corp or alliance say, hey, I'm flying with the Damon Zell, so what's up? <laughs> We're better? No, what it's, they, it's what not so much that. I mean, it's, it's, it's more of the fact that uh, it's, it's a running gag when I'm doing a roam with someone. And you know you know how people, they troll in a local. You know, like OG's thing is that, you know, OG is recruiting. So after a fleet engagement, I usually put up in local yeah, be sure to check out the new episode of Eve Echo's weekly news update this week. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, and I even tell the alliance, I'm like, they're like, there's no token local. I'm like, hey, it's just a shameless plug. You know. Yeah, you're just <laughs> you're just plugging your own show. But uh, I've had I've had people I've flown with uh, on comms, and they're like, dude, why is your voice so familiar? And so and people are like, dude, it's, he he runs the news show, and he's like, oh, oh, I know you. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's it's nothing, no big deal. Like I'm just a line pilot, like everyone else. I don't have any special roles in my alliance or in my corporation itself. Uh, you know, I used to be when I was with Atlas, I was a recruitment uh, officer. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just 
just a regular pilot like everyone else following orders do people <laughs> and, join uh, it's just do people join with you to um uh, to fly with you no no i don't i don't really have that much uh it's it's there's clicks with everyone you know like we'll do some small ro you know roaming gangs and bling fleets um but i don't run them i just join other people's uh i haven't i actually haven't fc'd in the game since before november and that was only small gate camps um i just i don't with my job and everything else i, I can't dedicate the time to be an fc um so i just i just join in with other people and you know they know me it's like i'm just like one of the guys who just happens to run a channel right yeah so what do you like to and do just, in the game it, it's just fun like um well i used to like you know bubbles <laughs> but right? you know since that joy has been taken away from me um i was really looking forward to running that thorax uh the t10 hector but uh, like i said the, the hectors have been neutered completely for solo i the you know utility wise every fleet still needs one it's just it being just utility is no fun for me so i wouldn't want to fly it yeah so i've actually reskilled out it costs 480 plex to completely scale out of out of uh, bubbles um but uh yeah i'm completely skilled out of bubbles now and uh so if anyone's looking for uh, a cormorant to uh, interdictor or a rb hector they will be up on the market in jita very soon <laughs> i had a i had a member who had bought a bellicose dictor and a full bling fit and then the update happened and then uh he's he asked for his money back <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I, 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 I keep saying that, you know, if they brought the the true hacks into the game, because they do have, if you look at the skill tree, they, they do have ships they call the, the heavy assault cruisers, but they're not the true heavy assault cruisers from EVE Online. Like, you had the, the Ishtar, you had the Deimos, um a few, you know, each each race had one, and if they brought those out at the same time that they that they did the change to the interdictors and uh, heavy interdictors, I don't think it would have been that much of an outrage. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that they did and didn't really give a reason to why they did it, you know. Mm -hmm. So and when I asked about this, I I did have a conversation with. I wasn't sure if it was Joseph or or someone, but apparently there is a disparity between um eastern players uh chinese players as well as well as a uh, european and u.s players whereas in the chinese gamers they have what's they're used to these changes being done and they just roll with it you know they don't question it it's just this is, how, this is how we play there's no rhyme or reason to it whereas us as u.s players and you know european players when there's heavy changes we like to know the reason behind those changes we like to know why you're doing this um and that's just a disconnect between the two cultures hmm. yeah we do a lot more questioning so what are your thoughts on this southern war you are indeed part I, of uh yes, the cc I, I what what's yeah, going on down there? Part. It's, it's depending. It's a point of view, really. You know, who's winning, who's losing. Um, most people would say that you know the content create content uh, coalition is holding their own. Um, you know, Pantheon is is with Genesis is doing the squeeze in the south. Um, I I think right now it's kind of like a stalemate. 
really. We'll see what happens with these timers that happen this weekend. Um, in my opinion, the the content coalition needs to go on an offensive, uh, show that it has some teeth instead of just seem like it's getting you know beat up all the time. Um, that that's how I view it. Like there needs to be some kind of concerted effort to hit uh, enemy structures. And not just trade shield timers because it's a shield timer. You know, you hit it with an interceptor fleet, take the shields down. No one's going to care. But once you get once you get pushed into structure, that's when the game changes. That's when you know you can actually say, "Hey, we have a victory. We have a solid victory." Mm-hmm. And um, we haven't really had any of that in the last couple of weeks. And that uh, that's pretty much where it is right now. It's just stale. In the last couple of weeks, what would you say the largest local count of a fight has been? You know, a thousand plus people? Well, there was supposed to be one of those fights this past weekend. Uh, I think it was a Warp Citadel coming in out of structure. Um, but Pantheon was caught off guard when apparently the Content Coalition hired No to, to hit them. And uh, they got hit up in their form, you know, the form up. But before that, I think uh the last biggest one i've been in was it wasn't that big it was um i think the total number of system was between 400 and 500 players okay uh the, the really the last biggest battle i think happened before the golden horde you know blew up it's been that it's been that long since we've had one of those you know fully capped out 1200 player uh, fights. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. That's uh, WX. Yeah, um, that was uh, WX was I think the the last biggest fight. Yeah, and then the one before it, ZID, that was the biggest fight, and that yeah, had that the, the... the tie dye. Mm-hmm. But WX didn't have that, I don't think, or it, maybe it did, but not to the extent ZID did. No, not to the extent it was. Yeah, was with ZID it went up to tie dye six. Yeah. I think with WX, it was, I think it went tie-dye three, and it was only for like, it wasn't, it was only for a short amount of time, too. But otherwise, it's pretty much settled down, so, uh, yeah, it's the Content Coalition just seems like you're playing defense, you need, you need some big wins to uh, turn that motivation into something good. That's, uh, that's basically what I've been saying. Unfortunately, I'm not part of leadership, so <laughs> yeah, my voice doesn't. Re- I don't, you know, I don't really have an opinion, or you know, my thoughts aren't really carried over. So let's talk about some of the upcoming changes to the game. Some upcoming updates. What's what do you know? No scanning's coming out. Yes, and with scanning, that means that changes how dead spaces are going to be farmed. Yes, uh, I like the fact that the scanning is completely different than Eve Online. You no more have to screw around with the. And those probes were a nightmare. I know because I used to run the hidden anomalies and um, and Eve Online all the time. They were fun. Uh, the data sites, but you'd have to use these six probes and align them in a diamond formation and keep bringing them. T- it was a pain in the ass. At least this one is just you know you you press a button, you get a bunch of waveform patterns like you know like six waveform patterns. You've narrowed down on the one you're trying to zoom in, and then you have to filter out noises by matching up and and excluding, you know, some of the wave patterns that you have until you get a true signal. And then you'll be able to, you know, get a warp in on that situation, and that's how the dead spaces are going to work. Now, they did hint at other 
anomalies working the same way, but we don't know what's going on with those anomalies. With their, you know, are there going to be just you know say a regular T10 anomaly, you know, large, medium, small, but possibly with some faction shifts in it? We we don't know. Mm-hmm. But the dead spaces are going to change, and this is um, where we're going to be getting the uh, from what I gather the A and B type weapons and mm-hmm. uh, modules. Now, I don't know if they completely abandoned the idea. What they wanted to do originally was you would break down your C-types and you would use uh, the data cores from these new dead spaces, combine them together to make a B-type weapon and make an A-type weapon, kind of like a, you know, like, kind of like a crafting system. Okay. I don't know if they abandoned that or not. Uh, we won't know until we get a, pre- you know, we actually get the test scanning. Now, they did also talk about nine with space, which is what they're referring to as wormholes. Now, we don't know if you know, that's just going to be the dead space or if they're actually going to have the entry points into wormhole space available. Because when EVE Online first came out with their scanning um, back in the day, wormholes weren't part of it at the time of launch. You know, it was a much later, much later feature. So I, I can see them going the same route as that. And then, um, and then past that, once we get scanning... A month afterwards, we're going to be getting, um, we're going to get those freighters. You know, uh, everyone's going to be hitting T10. You're going to get those freighters. Uh, we're going to get uh, um, the Sino field generators, uh, and we're going to get dreadnoughts. Now, the Sino fields are, are great. They they're going to allow you to jump multiple systems at a time. If you're going to have to use fuel to use it, but I don't know if that's going to work different than Eve Online because back in the day, you would just put a Sino generator on like a covert ops ship, fly behind enemy lines, like the Sino, and all of a sudden, enemy fleet right right behind, you know, your gate camp in your home system. So, uh, now they do say that, you know, you're getting freight, you're going to get your freighters, like, around June, uh, July, uh, and then they talk about other freighters coming out, uh, at the same time Dreadnoughts are coming out. Now, my theory on that is that these are going to be your jump freighters because they're a little bit different than your regular, you know, your obelisk and stuff like that. They, they were jump freighters where they can actually, you would just use the two ships and make a jump bridge. So, as far as that, that's all I know that's coming out. Uh, Titans will be following probably a year later or at least six months after Dreadnoughts. Uh, they talked about Force Auxiliary ships coming uh, after Dreadnoughts. And carriers as well. That's what I'm really looking forward to flying. Um, but other than that, there's really not a lot of talk. I'd like to see him involve more PVE content. Um, like one of the favorite things I used to do in Eve Online was some called incursions, which was basically a dead space that would just randomly appear and it would just be in space. And uh, anyone that played Eve Online. It's, basically the same thing but it's just wave after wave of of really heavy massive ships um and you would need fleets of battleships to take these on along with you know dedicated logi and everything else mm-hmm. those were really fun massive isk makers um and i'd really like to see him do something you know what they've been talking to since launch about that new new race where we get the the zhang zing um destroyer and the battle cruiser and they're the prototypes. I'd like to see them actually come out with other ships for that, you know, that faction. Right. Other than that, there's that's what we have to look forward to. There's really nothing beyond uh, the August anniversary update that I've seen. 
Right, but also don't we have like a version 3.0 insurance coming? There's an arena that's been talked about. The, the arena, which they did have, they will be having a kill board for. Um, they're, they're, it's not an API kill board, but they have worked on a kill board for the arena. It's going to be a weeder board, basically. So there's that feature. Hmm. Um, that that arena is going to be coming out. And what was the other thing you said? Sorry, my brain shot. Insurance 3.0. Oh, yeah. That's probably why, because it's, you know, it's insurance. And I, I've given up on insurance since version 1 came out. So it's like, it's insurance. So, you know, somewhat, I still follow it. It's kind of like the death of industry a little bit. You know, they can make it a little better. But really, like, there's no harm in losing your ship these days. Like, I remember back before insurance, I lost a Myrmidon. I'm like, oh, God, I you know, I... It took me so long to to build up the, the materials to build this thing. Now I got to start from scratch again. And now it is, all it is is just oh, I just need some insurance points. Poof, I got my ship back. So, it it's I hate to say it, but it's it's it really is. It took it really did a gut punch to industry, and I don't know how they're going to recover from that. No matter how many iterations of insurance they come out with, hmm. and that's one reason why the the war has dragged on for so long. Is because of insurance because this doesn't matter anymore um it's you can really occupy someone's space and you can blow up all their ships but what's the point if they don't have to mine all they got to do is you know use plex to to get their ship back right yeah so. it's pretty stagnant in that sense yeah well sir do you got anything else that you'd want to talk about otherwise we'll go into the closing thoughts and shout outs i think we we, we touched on basically everything other than um you know, people still send me those kill mails, and I'll get them up on the show. Um, big kills as well as solo kills. Uh, each week's specifically, because I have people sometimes sending me, you know, a kill mail from like two weeks ago, and the contest runs from episode to episode, so it has to be within that week. Um, other than that, no, just, you know, if you have a story for, if you have, a, you know, something going on with your corporation or alliance or uh, anything like that, you know, Send me the information. We'll get you up there on the, the news. You had a big fight. You, you're you proud of something. You know, drop me a line. I'll get it up there. And uh, I'm always doing the uh, the corporation uh, and alliance spotlights now. So if you want your corporation out there, as well as I'm running the new bounty system, where if people are running bounty boards or have a bounty out on someone, they can send me the information. And I'll put it out there. You got any shout outs? <laughs> Yeah, uh, shout out to Weird Bob and all the guys over in Evo 1. Uh, this is my group that we fly with. Uh, you can find us uh, pretty much every night in Delve and in Fountain. Um, I know the Pantheon loves us over there. Um, other than that, uh, just a shout out to basically everyone in the game. Uh, everyone sends me shout outs whenever I'm in their space. So, well, you know, I, I enjoy playing with everyone and dying by everyone. So, well, there you go. All right, man. Well, thanks for chatting with me today and, uh, you know, having a good time talking about the game we love and content creation and all that. I, I really appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. All right, man. Take care. No problem. Well, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please review it on Apple Podcasts or on my Discord. Any feedback is appreciated. And this show is sponsored by RX2, Rage and Ruin. Zell and his team over at Rage and Ruin are a large community of players, mature 
EVE Online vets from time zones all around the world. They enjoy all aspects of EVE Echoes. Their friendly and competitive gameplay has allowed them to create an awesome community. Learning the game can be difficult, so it is important to them to have a home where new players can enjoy the game. When in need, Rage and Ruin is about respectful, large-scale warfare content. I've personally flown with Zell and the team. They've been in some huge battles. Go check out Rage and Ruin and fly with some of the best. Also, Elantria over at Borg sponsors this show. We are Borg. We are family. That's their motto. They are a very large organization that has industry and mining, also PvP focused programs, just as top notch as some of them top notch corps out there. See what I did there? They look out for all their drones in the collective. They have a great community both in and out of the game. They have sci-fi fans, D&D fans, and fans of other RPGs. And there's always someone to talk to. You can become one with the Borg. Life in Nullsec is good, full of riches to be had, and you can be a part of it. Go check out Borg. Resistance is futile. And maybe if you're up to it, you can join my Discord. You can submit your very own corp ad, or you can just come by and show support and hang out. I'll leave that link in the description. Also, if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on around New Eden, go check out Damon Zell over on YouTube on his show Echoes from the Front, where he goes over game news, does weekly sob updates, and much more. So that's it. Thank you everybody for listening. Take care, fly safe, and I will see you next week.